the White House has condemned Beijing for aggression after a PLA warship cut in front of an American ship in the Taiwan Strait last week. Speaking on Monday, White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said the incident was unacceptable and unprofessional. The U.S. destroyer was conducting a freedom of navigation transit when it nearly collided with the PLA ship. The U.S. Department of State has reiterated its commitment to defending freedom of navigation. It won't be long before somebody gets hurt. When you have pieces of metal that size, whether it's in the air or on the sea, and they're operating that close together, uh, it wouldn't take much for an error in judgment or a mistake to get made and somebody could get hurt. Uh, and that's just got to be unacceptable. It should be unacceptable to them as well. Um, and sadly, this is just part, uh, again, of a growing aggressiveness by the PRC that we're, that we're dealing with and we're prepared to address it. What we're seeing is an unbelievable aggression by China. If you look at the balloon that flew over the United States, the Chinese police stations, the aggressiveness against our uh, both planes and ships and international water, it goes right to the heart of what President Xi said uh, when he stood next to Putin in Russia, where he said they're trying to, to make change that had not happened in 100 years. Responding to media questions about the incident, Taiwan's foreign ministry said that China's actions were dangerous and extremely provocative. Such risky maneuvers are not conducive to regional security, it said. The ministry reiterated that the Taiwan Strait was international waters and that vessels from the U.S. and Canada had the right to transit the strait according to international law. The Ministry of Culture has launched the 1200 NT voucher for young adults. Starting Tuesday, 18 to 21-year-olds can use their voucher at arts and culture events and venues such as bookshops and cinemas. To mark the start of the program, the ministry organized an unofficial graduation party where a surprise guest made an appearance. The party kicks off with a show, starring Zhongshan Girls High School Sign Language Club. President Tsai Ing-wen made a surprise appearance at her alma mater to convey her good wishes to graduating teens. Back in our day, the biggest shows were put on by the honor guard and the marching band. We didn't have cool dance routines like the one just now by the Jianguo High School students or hip performances like the one by Zhongshan Girls High School. It would have been unimaginable then. Tsai was visiting her high school for the first time in seven years. She remarked that the historic building didn't feel too different from her current workplace. The event also featured a quiz, and the top three scores received a certificate from the president. Because of the pandemic, three cohorts of high school seniors missed out on their graduation ceremonies, as well as various cultural and community experiences. In a bid to compensate for that, the Ministry of Culture will grant a 1,200 NT voucher to all young adults aged 18 to 21. About one million people will be eligible to collect the vouchers, which can be spent at arts and cultural events and venues including bookshops and cinemas. I think this is great. It's like getting 1,200 NT extra in pocket money that I can spend on arts and culture. We're following in the footsteps of Europe, giving young people this first resource with which they can participate in cultural experiences as part of their coming-of-age ritual, that is to say, their transition into an adult. The Ministry of Culture says it hopes at least 60% of the vouchers will be used. If the program proves popular, the ministry says it may issue annual vouchers in the future to give youth the gift of cultural experiences as they come of age. 
The Ministry of Education has ordered the closures of three higher education institutions starting July 31, 2024. In a Monday committee meeting, the ministry decided to shut down Datong Institute of Technology in Jiayi, Transworld University in Yunling, and Mingdao University in Zhanghua. Each school has been plagued by financial troubles in recent years, so they must all cease all recruitment for the upcoming academic year. The closures will displace about 1,000 students and lead to the layoffs of some 400 staff. More than 30 years after its founding, Transworld University will stop recruitment and close its doors by July of next year. We often go participate in competitions. I feel that this is a real shame. I've spent a large chunk of my life at this school, so of course upon hearing this news, I can't help but feel reluctant to say goodbye. Transworld University had a 230 million NT shortfall in its books, which it failed to make up by a government deadline. The Ministry of Education convened a review committee to decide the school's fate. With the agreement of more than half the members present, the committee ruled to close its doors. The Ministry of Education has a fixed protocol for student placement, but our students have certain rights that we want to remind them of. Another school soon to be shuttered is Mingdao University in Zhanghua. The school expressed its regret, but said it respected the committee's decision. I'm a little nervous. After all, I will have to go from a familiar environment to an unfamiliar one. These schools will see their board of directors restructured by the Ministry of Education as early as this July. After that, they will continue to exist for a year. During this year, faculty salaries and severance payments will be made from a government fund. However, previously unpaid salaries, such as those owed by Mingdao University, will need to be paid by the school itself. The Ministry of Education has a school discontinuation fund. After the ministry takes over, salaries will be paid from that fund. But unpaid salaries from February, March, April and May will be paid by the original board of directors. With the low birth rate affecting higher education, running a college is more challenging than ever. As one school after another closes up, officials are seeking ways to protect students' interests. The Defense Ministry promoted 27 senior officers in a ceremony Tuesday morning. Five officers were promoted to the rank of two-star general, and 22 were promoted to one-star general. President Tsai Ing-wen spoke at the ceremony, urging the officers to show the world Taiwan's determination to defend itself. Thank you for standing firm at your post to defend our nation's security. We're continuing to promote our independent defense policy and to enhance our ability to safeguard the nation. Be it domestically produced ships or aircraft, we have produced concrete results. At the end of last year, we proposed a restructuring of military service to strengthen our combat capabilities and resilience. Throughout this process, you have all devoted your effort and made contributions. I hope that in the future, you will use your leadership abilities to strengthen troop training and morale and to cultivate talent. We must work together to build a modern and professional army, to consolidate our defenses and to show the world our determination to protect the nation. Tsai touted her defense policies including the domestic production of submarines and advanced jet trainers. Her administration also made adjustments to the mandatory military service period. Tsai said the measures were part of a multi-pronged approach to strengthening combat capabilities. 
she called on the generals to work together to deal with the increasingly tense Taiwan Strait. Since 2003, the National Theatre and Concert Hall has delighted music lovers with its summer jazz outdoor party. This year's festival will kick off again in August, featuring artists from Taiwan and abroad. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a preview. Taiwanese jazz musicians Rich Wong, Stacey Wei, Xu Yuying, Shana Yang, and Vincent Xu take the stage at a media preview of the upcoming NTCH Summer Jazz Outdoor Party. Renowned trumpeter Stacey Wei will perform romantic jazz songs with international jazz musicians Michael Mossman, Aubrey Johnson, Cliff Almond, and Antonio Hart. Four musicians from abroad plus seven local musicians will come together for a performance. This year, we'll use the theme of jazz love songs. We will perform some famous songs such as Santana's Black Magic and Stevie Wonder's I Just Called to Say I Love You. This year's jazz party themed Play It Forward will feature local and international heavyweights in a diverse jazz showcase. There will be Latin, jazz, tango, flamenco, big band and international performances. There will also be local musicians who bring some surprise performances. I will combine the use of electronics, playing the piano and synthesizer myself. The musicians I invited will play electric bass, but there will also be traditional jazz instruments like drums. I created new compositions for this event. I will be performing at the outdoor jazz party. We will have three programs this time, each with a different direction. I will perform with a piano trio from Sweden. I planned a program that will be held at the Experimental Theatre. Two bands are invited to perform different performance styles on the same stage. So even as two bands play the same song, they showcase different musical styles. Since 2003, the National Theatre and Concert Hall has delighted music lovers with its summer jazz party. During the worst of the pandemic, the festival was not able to bring musicians from abroad. This year, international artists are returning to the annual jazz festival, which will be held at the NTCH's main plaza in indoor spaces, such as at its experimental theatre. Since the borders have finally opened, we have invited renowned international musicians to come to Taiwan. We've also got equally talented local jazz musicians. Every year, we have performances at several venues. Besides multiple performances in the concert hall, there are shows in the experimental theater and there are outdoor jazz parties. The NTCH Summer Jazz Outdoor Party will be held from August 18th till September 2nd. FTV reporters Stephanie Yang and Liang Junle in Taipei. Kidney stones are a common ailment in Taiwan. With our subtropical climate, the summer is particularly dangerous. Doctors say the number one way to reduce the risk of kidney stones and bladder stones is to drink more water. Getting enough liquid also stimulates the metabolism and may help prevent urinary tract infections. But how can you tell if you're sufficiently hydrated? We spoke to Cathay General Hospital urologist Tai Shu Wei to learn how to check if you need to grab that water bottle. 
夏天到了要多喝水。It's summer. Time to up your water intake. Not drinking enough water increases your risk of kidney stones. Summer is hot and humid. You sweat a lot of water, which brings your chances of developing a kidney stone three to five times higher than in winter. Since Taiwan is in the subtropics, it is also a global hotspot for bladder stones. Sometimes a patient has stones, or they have a urinary tract infection. We look at the proportions of the content of their urine, and we ask them some questions. And then we may find that the patient generally drinks very little water. Drinking water prevents kidney stones and also reduces the risk of a stroke. It can help women avoid urinary tract infections because urinating regularly makes it harder for an infection to develop. Kidney stones are most common in the 30 to 50 age bracket. If you want to check that you're drinking enough water, the simplest method is to monitor your pee. If you're taking certain special vitamins, they will make your urine change color. Otherwise, if the urine is almost transparent, that means you're drinking enough water. If it looks a little yellow, that means you didn't drink enough water today. So drink a suitable amount more. Doctors recommend drinking at least 2,000 milliliters of water a day to avoid kidney stones. The other top tips are take an appropriate amount of physical exercise and maintain a healthy weight. Contract chip maker TSMC was upbeat on growth at its shareholders meeting on Tuesday. Company chair Mark Liu said TSMC was seeing a tide of orders driven by artificial intelligence. He said pre-production was on track for the two nanometer process, and that another wave of growth was expected in 2024. Also on Tuesday, TSMC responded to complaints about the brutal work culture at its Arizona facilities. Speaking to reporters on the sidelines, Liu said that the company had four core values: integrity, commitment, innovation, and customer trust. Because chip facilities run 24/7, he said it's very hard to avoid putting staff on rotating shifts. Liu said that those who don't want to work rotating shifts, quote, should not be in this industry. AIT Chair Laura Rosenberger is back in Taiwan less than two months after her last visit. She's announced plans to meet all three presidential candidates in the 2024 election. Rosenberger said the U.S. would not choose sides or interfere in Taiwan's election. The AIT chair said that no matter who is elected, the U.S. will continue to collaborate and maintain strong relations with Taiwan. Analysts say these remarks do not indicate that the U.S. lacks a preference in the election. They speculate that the three meetings will serve as a test for which candidate best aligns with the U.S. position on Taiwan. Gymnastics star Ling Yizhen has bagged three gold medals at the Singapore Open: one in vault, one in balance beam, and one in the team event. Lin says she beat her own expectations at the tournament, but she pledged to push even harder at the Asian Artistic Gymnastics Championships next week. It's the Singapore Open. Lin Yizhen from Pingdong hops effortlessly onto the balance beam for a routine packed with jumps, backflips, and front somersaults. She was just as stellar on the vault. Her performance earned her one gold each in the vault and balance beam, and another gold in the team event. That's three medals for Taiwan at the international competition.
It's my first time competing in the Singapore Open. I was quite nervous before going out there, but I was also looking forward to it. I'm very happy to have won two individual gold medals, plus the team gold. That's better than what I expected. I wasn't performing at my best, though, so I hope I can do even better at the Asian Championships next week. Of course we are happy, really happy. Seeing our county's gymnastics star Ling Yijin win gold medals for vault and balance beam on top of a third team gold, we're really proud of her. The county commissioner thanked Lin for taking Pingdong to the global stage. She also wished the triple gold winner continued success at the Asian Artistic Gymnastics Championships in June. A four-day festival celebrating the lunchboxes served on TRA trains will be kicking off this Friday with many limited edition meals. This time, 13 train operators from Taiwan and abroad are taking part in the festival. There's everything from the classic octagonal bamboo boxes to a ceramic bowl painted like an EMU 3000 train. If you like beef, the train bowl is packed with slices of Wagyu beef. The TRA has also designed sustainable seafood dishes such as a plum squid with scrambled eggs and seaweed. If you prefer fish, there's also lunch boxes where beltfish or dolphinfish are the stars of the show. Organizers say they hope these delectable and eye-catching meals will offer a boost to revenue. Taiwan has many rich artistic traditions. And today, we meet a tile tribe painter, Mayu Haiyang. His paintings, inspired by Taiwan's indigenous tile culture, feature a unique rounded style that fans find calming and peaceful. He's famous for his public installation, Flourishing On and On. It can be seen at the Atayal Story Park in Luofu Hot Springs District in Taoyuan. We spoke to Haiyang about his inspirations and dreams for the future. Bright paintings marked by soft, flowing lines bring a feeling of peace to viewers. This is the work of Miru Haiyang. I've been interested in painting since I was a child, but after my studies, the work I've done hasn't been connected to painting, but I've always been trying to paint. The name Miru means write or draw in the Atayao language. He's always loved drawing and studied commercial design in high school. In those days, he favored a realistic drawing style, but in 2007, he started using bright blocks of color and bolder lines. Some indigenous topics don't have to be so concrete. I hope that through creative expression, I can attract people's attention. But Haiyang's creative work isn't just on canvas. He also creates large-scale installation art and murals. His favorite work is this depiction of Atayao fishing traps and seafaring culture, entitled Flourishing On and On. Flourishing On and On was the very first thing that touched me, so I hope that future works can also flourish on and on. Ha Yang's unique style has been fed by attending many exhibitions and studying many other artists' work. An indigenous life is a major source of inspiration. Things belonging to the Atayal, both the natural world and things we use at home in daily life. Haiyong's own restaurant is so full of paintings, it's like an art gallery. One day, he hopes to found an art gallery for his tribe to help pass down the Atayal artistic traditions and see them flourish on and on.